1: When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420, The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, beautiful day out there. hope you're out to join yourself. You're in the car. Turn turn it up. I know you can't take, grab a pencil, but what the heck. Um, anyway, so we have a new format, so we're going to start off with that and we'll just go from there. Uh, you know, I, I was, uh, thinking of a, a couple things to say, but I think I'll just, uh, <laughs> go from there. Uh, it's, um, it, it's been a while since we talked about, uh, the cloud, You know, we talked about this way, way back in 2004 and five on this show. So I thought we'd do a review of that um, and we'll take it from there. But uh, in the meantime, um, you know, there'll be some changes going forward and we'll just leave it at that and uh, take it from here. So anyway. um, If. If. You would like to get a hold of me. You can always go to the WHK and uh, take a look at the Smart Investor Show. Just search for it, and you know we have a a web page, and uh, on that web page are some pretty nice stuff uh, about the markets uh, and you know where we think we're going, and it's it's all wonderful research from RBC, and uh, there's also on the first page under, uh, bulletin board, uh, we have a newsletter, uh, that you can read on a weekly basis. And also they have Rob Schleimer, our head technicians, uh, piece too. So we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, th- there is, uh, an opportunity here, I think, um, uh, coming forward that it, it could be pretty big and we'll talk about that, uh, some other day, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, Start off here today with, uh, well, let's just start off with a couple quotes. You know, a life without cause is a life without effect. Isn't that aware? Isn't that true? A good life is when you assume nothing, do more, need less, smile often, dream big, laugh a lot, and realize how blessed you are for what you have. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? And it's never too late to be what you might have been. Uh, I just talked to a gentleman about that the other day, and I, I think it's a great idea. So anyway, uh, like I said, going to our web page makes a lot of sense on a weekly basis because you can read Rob Schleimer's stuff. I noticed the the number of people uh, going to the web page is increasing pretty drastic, uh, drastically. But on the second page, the Insight page, we change the research basically on a weekly basis. So there's new pieces in there. Uh, and they're, and it's not all about the market. It's about your finances, okay? And that's important. You know, sometimes people forget that the the finances are very, very important. Um, anyway, look, uh, Lori Calvessino, our head of equity U.S. equity strategy, had a really nice podcast, and I'm going to summarize it in three pieces, if I may. Uh, first, late last week, we lifted our 2023 and our 2024 S&P 500 earnings per share forecast to 219 and 227, respectively. The numbers are going up. Isn't that interesting? Second, the rebound in consumer sentiment that's underway explains a lot about the stock market this year. Both have been recovering off recession-like conditions since last year. You know, uh, and look, when the market's down and your and your thought process is down is when you get the best buys. You know, that's what we talked about last year. Third, some of the things that jump out from our high frequency indicators currently are that the investor sentiment continues to creep to overbought levels. Now, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago and low quality factors have started to perk up within large cap. Uh, so both to speak to the idea that U.S. equi markets is, is one of the, in the midst of one big recovery trade this year. Hmm, interesting, okay. So we talked about the cloud back in 2004 on this show, and uh, no one had heard of the cloud, and I got probably 150 emails. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so about 20 years later, the market growth, the the, cl- the global cloud computing market could exceed $1 trillion by 2028. Now, just imagine if you would have jumped on board then. With with end-user spending on public clouds reaching over $599 billion this year in 2023. So the cloud market has grown by over 20% over the last five quarters. Let me repeat that. The cloud market has grown by over twenty percent over the past five quarters. Now, during that time, I think people anticipated things. The, market, the, the, the stock sold off, which is interesting. So, you know, cloud adoption—the vast maturity, majority, majority—I'm sorry—of organizations use public or private clouds. So they use public, public and private clouds, just not private stuff. With about two thirds operating in a public cloud. You and about forty-five percent using a private cloud. Okay, so uh, nearly half plan to migrate at least half of their applications to the cloud in the next year. Now, let me say that again: nearly half plan to migrate at least half of their applications to the cloud next year. With nearly half pursuing a cloud-first strategy, and thirty percent already being cloud-native. Most organizations deploy a hybrid of the multi-cloud strategy using an average of three to four public clouds and three to four private clouds. By contrast, more than 85% of the companies have at least seven service as, a, as software as a service providers, or SAA, capital S, double, double A, small cap, capital S, all right? So cloud cost management, most companies are struggling with this at this point. You know, their costs are, are unmanageable uh, or, or getting away from them, let's put it that way, with more than two-thirds unsure around the parameters of the that their cloud spent and fewer than one-third expressing certainty around the cloud budgets. Now, the market leaders are the same. Uh, there's a couple that may grow into that level. Uh, I've seen a couple in that area. Uh, so so hasn't Matt Hedberg, our analyst, by the way, but those are names you have to call me on. <laughs> All right. Now, what's interesting is cloud availability regions continue to expand and spur data, data center growth. Uh, these are what is known as server farms. Okay. And by region, on ramp growth is most evident in Europe and the Asia Pac countries. Okay. So uh, there you go. Now, one of the areas that's pretty hot right now is generative AI or artificial intelligence. Generative AI will become an increasingly significant demand driver and it'll provide a, a material tailwind. It could be 20% or more, 20% or more, depending on power availability and sector supply. Now, I'll just throw in, we have a report on data centers and cooling. Available to you, if you like, existing hyperscale demand for data center uh, capacity. So they're going to they're going to build a lot of these data centers, or they're going to expand them. Is what we're trying to say in so many words. So power for high density density artificial intelligence or AI workloads could push densities from current levels, averaging eight to ten kilowatts per rack for large scale deployments. So what we're saying in so many words is. At third-party operators, it might be between twenty and forty k per rack. That's huge, and I, I I think it it depends on the pace uh, and the adoption of this liquid cooling technologies that we talked about a couple weeks ago. So uh, this could be very very big, and for large-scale generative uh, artificial intelligence, the uh, you're gonna you're gonna need more and more of this. Okay, so semiconductors and the cloud go hand in hand. The cloud provider initiatives include pursuing custom chip designs, so they have to adopt high-performance chip for specific workloads. By the way, the reason they need the cooling is these these things trade or they they uh, they perform at high temperatures. Okay, so you're gonna find that these specific workloads. And you're probably going to see some partnering, uh, partnering, <laughs> partnering with chip manufacturers, and, and the choice of chipset varies depending on the type of instance and intended use case. Okay, so cloud uh, also is going to start to dominate the subsea cable investments. Cloud providers continue to drive a disproportionate share of the capital for and the traffic on subsea cables, all right? So let's just review that very quickly because I I said a lot there. So market growth, I mean, they're talking about this could go to a trillion dollars by 2028, all right? Could go to 599 this year. That's pretty much. The adoption has been 45 uh, or two thirds have been operating in public clouds, 45 in private clouds. We expect that to continue. And 85% 85% of the companies have at least 11 service or service uh, software as a service providers. That's, that's interesting. The other thing I think will be important is cloud cost management. All right. So cloud cost management is going to be very important because uh, I think some people think about it getting out of hand. And the two key areas, I think, for those leaders that I won't name is Europe and Asia. Okay. Europe and Asia. So the U S is becoming somewhat saturated, but not too, uh, because, you know, I, I think two things, like I said, cost control. So who can do it at the cheapest? And then also, you know, where do we go? Do we go public or private? And then the generative AI, I think that, look, I am, if, if I'm correct, I think we're in the first or second inning of this. I, I'm not sure. Okay. So, uh, nobody's sure about this, but, This is going to become a significant demand driver. Okay. So if, if we're talking about a material tailwind of 20%, 20%, that's a lot. So we're going to go from eight to 10 kilowatt, uh, kilowatts per rack to 20 to 40. And that's, remember what we talked about. We're going to have, we're going to need large scale cooling adoption, liquid cooling too and i think semiconductors and clouds go together so something to think about and uh i think you know it, we'll, we'll go from there now look as with the case back in may uh market leadership in 2023 remains narrow with the big 7 all right average year to date return more than doubling over the over the 6 weeks following uh, our initial comment about them back in may uh you know through July 14th i think they're 98.7% of the return meanwhile the s&p 500 index has gained a much smaller 18.4% now look we told people not to get too bearish back in january okay we and and we thought that you know the market was going to be up this year now actually we did our our strategists did and they were right okay and and i think this is where you got to say you got it's not Timing the market all the time—it's time in the market that's important. Okay, so no so we, but we clearly, we've had a narrow leadership uh, remains a key theme for this year, and it's pushed the S and P five hundred uh, higher. Uh, you know, going one step further, a hypothetical S and P five hundred return, including those seven leaders, we're looking at a return of just six point seven percent through July tenth. All right, so those leaders are important. All right. Uh, and you know, I, I think the S and P 500 and Nasdaq, you know, they're 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 doing a repositioning. Uh, they understand that. So, another effect of the narrow leadership is seen through the lens of comparing the S and P 500 against the S and P 500 equal weight index on a valuation basis. And these two in, in, indexes, they contain the same companies, with the only difference being the S and P 500 holds the stocks on a market weighted basis, while the SP 500 equal weight index as his name implies, holds the stocks at the same weights. Thus, the equal-weighted in, uh, index is less sensitive to outside moves from the largest companies okay? Uh, in the world and outperforms when leadership is broad, not narrow as it is currently. okay? So when the equal-weighted index lags, it may be accompanied by the feelings of missing out on the part of the investors becoming, because its lagging status indicates a very small part of the equity market, and is responsible for a large piece of the performance pie, okay? So probabilistic thinking requires investors to understand the low probability of narrow leadership we've experienced thus far in 2023. Leadership is likely to widen at some point in the future, and and, and both the relative valuations and the temporal rhythms should, pa- uh, should cause the probability of widening leadership to grow, In in our opinion anyway, okay? So, I I think it's very, very important, uh, you you know, as a fiduciary or even in your own eyes, you have to have that, you know, barbell portfolio that we've talked about in the past. Now, uh, I'd like to also talk about, you know, one of the reasons we talk about wealth plants on this show all the time is basically, first of all, you can be a, you don't have to be a client to get, you know, to do one of our wealth plans and, but the wealth plan, what it does is it puts everything into a category and it, it tells us how aggressive or how conservative you might be. Okay. It also tells us, you know, it, it allows us to do some things like, uh, you know, what ifs. okay. So, you know, for example, uh, I have a gentleman who and, and uh, his wife who who want to take their grandchildren on vacation every year, okay? So we figured out a way for them to do it. All right, and it's not going to hurt them that bad. So the the wealth plan you can get the wealth plan by going our uh, the questionnaire for the wealth plan I should say, and it's fairly simple. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 not too difficult. So you can get that by going to my webpage. You know, what? we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is the Smart Investor Show. Yeah.
3: Hey, friends, Bob France here for Sky Roofing, serving the greater Cleveland area for over 22 years. You know, the thing I've come to learn and love about Sky Roofing is about much more than just roof and service quality. Obviously, those things are important, but what I love most about Sky Roofing is the people. And the reason that matters is when you're talking about something as important as roof repairs on your home or your business or needing a new roof altogether, you better be able to trust the roofers. And as I've come to know them, I believe you can trust Sky Roofing to do your job right, to do it on time, and to do it at a tremendous price. They'll do your house or your commercial, industrial roofing for you, and they'll do it like it was one of their own homes. Get on the website at skyroofinginc.com. Request a quote there, or if you've got questions, they've got the answers. At 440-349-6750. Learn more about the service, the experience, and yes, the people. That's 440-349-6750 or online at skyroofinginc.com. Take it from me. Skyroofing is roofing done right.
0: November 2nd, 2020, marked the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. We're still here, and we're bigger and better than ever. You can still listen to us over this great radio station, but now there are no limitations. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. Listen to us online on the app, tunein.com, iHeartRadio, and odyssey.com. Your smart speaker can find us, too. With radio, there is no separation anxiety. We're always on. AM 1420 is your answer.
2: I just got an email from someone who said, Tim, what does what's on the wealth management questionnaire? And I can't mention his name or anything like that, but uh look, it's it all it is, is is a profile of yourself, you know, name, birth date, employment status, marital status, you know, what expectations you have for when you retire, your concerns, you know, running out of money, you know, that type of thing. Uh your goals, what you want to do, your needs, wants, you know. Uh, that type of thing, what your Social Security benefits are, uh, you know, where, where is your wealth, okay, whether you're conservative, uh, aggressive, uh, what type of insurance you have, what are your liabilities, that type of thing. And what, what I like about our wealth plan is, um, is it's, re- it's, it's uh, interactive, okay, so it's something that uh, we can all live with, and it's, it's not that hard, doesn't take that long by the way you add that with a family inventory workbook that we can provide also uh and you not have not only have a good feel for whether you can retire well but you also have a feel uh, or you know the next person in line knows where everything is in the family you know when you have the family inventory workbook you just put everything down okay what are my insurance contracts you have, you don't have to provide that to me okay but uh it, it's good if you if if I become your financial advisor to provide it with me, but you don't need to, but it's a good piece. So you're organized and you also, you know, you've got an organizational know where everything is and you got a plan. Works pretty well. So anyway, uh, Rob Schleimer on his weekly trend and cycle uh, workbook. Rob is our head technician. Uh, This was dated July 11th, by the way, he said monthly momentum, uh, which tracks two year swings, Okay, continues to build to the upside, crossing above the zero axis, which confirms the uptrend. Right. So, overall, the technical picture is tracking a market cycle recovery after bottoming at the rising four-year moving average, which is very positive. Okay. So, what we what he's saying, I think, is we didn't break down. As such, uh, pullbacks are likely to be relatively shallow during any pending three quarters third quarter weakness. Remember, he talked about the four-year cycle, uh, which we've talked about quite a bit. And the four-year cycle is the four-year cycle within, you know, what he considers a secular bull market or a 16 to 18-year cycle. Now, a couple things that we have to worry about, I think Lori Calvacina said this too, is that the bullish sentiment has improved, all right? It's not at extreme levels. You know, it's, it's not it's 60 or 70 percent or 55, 60 percent, but it's up there. So, you know, look, in the stock market what you, I think you got to do is look over your shoulder occasionally and uh the bearish sentiment has been pretty notable in its decline. And while not an extreme, it does bear close monitoring, okay? So, you know, when these things start to to get to extremes, that's when you, you know, you should be paying much closer attention, all right? So, uh, look, it's it's just the way it is in the world. When people are bearish, you should be bullish. And when people are bullish, you should be bearish, especially when the majority of people are like that, because usually that's the best buying opportunity or selling opportunity. OK, um, what he is looking for is signs of complacency moving through the summer. All right. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I I have a lot of people who still want to buy CDs. Uh, so I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if Bob's seen it, you know, uh, I mean, Rob's seen it. I'm sorry. I'm so used to saying Bob Dickey on the show. Uh, Bob was our former uh, head technician. So I don't know if Rob's seen it or not yet. So uh, I haven't seen it terribly. I've, I still see pe- a lot of people cautious, all right, that that I talk to. So the 10-year yield uh, pushed above a key level at 390. Um, you know, below which it may it had consolidated May through June it, uh, to test a, a very key level at 4.09. So, you know, it's important to watch these yields because the yields break break out, that's telling us that the the bond market is still probably in a little bit of trouble. Because remember, when yields go up, bonds go down. Okay, so the CBI report. Was a a key driver, I think, of the direction. And uh, but the, the the move was kind of uh, you know went down first and went back up. So I, I don't know. I you know it's it's a limited given the short term momentum is already showing signs of kind of stalling right here. So we'll see what happens with the yields over the course of the next month or so. Uh, remember, there is a Fed meeting next week, and you know most everybody's saying that the probability is they'll raise 25 basis points now don't jump the gun all right you don't know what they're going to do till they do it so uh but look a move above that 4.09 would suggest further upside in in rob's opinion to 4.24 to 4.33% and that would be probably driven by growing inflation concerns okay so, a break below three point six, which is now coinciding with with like the fifty day moving average, would likely see additional weakness towards three point three to three point two five so we're at one of those situations you know where what do you do okay so look um you know as Rob talked about, he talks about our four year cycle and uh you know he also talks about these generational cycles and the, and they they roughly last about 16 to 18 years and that's important simply because sometimes we get so you know so concerned with everyday movement that we forget hey this could be a huge bull market now people forget that back in 1992 and 93 we had our 18 uh, 1982 I'm sorry we had a big move out of the, the bottom. And then in 1983, the second half, the small caps got whack, okay? So we had a big move out between the end of 2016 up to about 2018. Then the Fed stepped in, and then we had another big move up after the Fed's kind of pulled back a little bit. And then we had 2020, we had the pandemic, and obviously we had a, a you know pretty nasty market then. And then we had another big move. OK, so it's hard sometimes, especially when you have that type of volatility to keep focus on the long term. OK, but the long term is what's important. OK, so you got to remember that. So the long term secular trends for the U.S. market have moved through periods of expansion and contraction and they lasting roughly about 16 to 18 years. OK, so it, if the past is a prologue for the future the current secular uptrend could last into the early, mid-2030s. So secular uptrends are often defined by pullbacks with cyclical lows developing over a four-year period, moving every three to four years uh, to what developed in 2022. Okay, so 2024 is kind of the key year, I think. And, you know... We think the s and p five hundred if this is the case you know based on what we're looking back we're looking in the back okay we're doing uh you know studies from nineteen twenty nine you know down to thirty when it bottomed uh to the peak in, in right before the war, and then you know the, the sell off in the seventies to the peak in two thousand you know we could we could see a rally to fourteen hundred okay if you know, we have the current secular cycle is similar to the prior two bull cycles. So you got to think ahead of time. Uh, you know, do I day trade or whatever, or do I look for the long run? And we've always pr- professed the long run. Uh, we've got, Tim Hayes has as well as RBC. So we got to remember that. But this repetitive four-year cycle, you know, to consider what you got to consider is a cycle low develops roughly every four years. And during the secular bull markets, the cycle regularly bottoms at the red four-year 200 moving average. That's the four-year moving average that we talked about earlier. With an average rally of about 111% and an average decline of 23%, which we hit, by the way. We view the lows uh, in the fourth quarter of 2020 to be the lows for the cycle. So we'll just see what happens from there. And then our 10 year yields and our CPI, uh, inflation, uh, it looks like it's peaked for now. And the U.S. 10 year yields also sh- showing some signs of peaking too. So it's some things to think about. And, you know, we will have to go from there. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, uh, look, I, I think there's a lot of stuff we can do. Uh, in in the meantime, and, and look, I, I talk about these portfolios and we can run these for you if you need. If not, uh, you, know, you can send away for the information. But for example, the prime income list, uh, you know, dividends stocks. So, you know, they've been falling out of favor this year in that, the, you know, the Magnificent Seven have been the stocks that have been leading. OK. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the prime income list. Well, let's take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about some of the lists that are available to us uh, or to you. And uh, this is Smart Investor Show. So stay tuned. It's been
5: a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night, I should be sleeping like a log. Looking for a rugged, reliable truck without breaking the bank? Well, look no further than our friends at Ganley Chevy in Aurora. They have inventory and deals that won't last long. And if you're concerned about interest rates, well, Chevy has a great offer for you on 2023 Silverado 1500 trucks. Interest rates at 1.9 for 36 months, 3.9 for 60 months, and 5.9 for 72 months. Buying a new car or truck should be a fun experience, in the dealership, well, it makes all the difference, and that's why we chose Ganley Chevy of Aurora for our truck purchase. We just love our Silverado, and everyone over at Ganley Chevy of Aurora, they're great. I love that they're part of the community. It's not just about selling cars. They really do consider you their friends and neighbors. Ganley Chevrolet in Aurora, 310 West Garfield in Aurora, or online, GanleyChevyAurora.com. Find new roads.
4: Bad decisions limit future options. Make bad enough decisions and you'll destroy your life. Listen to The Flatline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 6.30 here on AM 1420 The Answer. The Flatline describes a mainline resistance in your soul to build on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. That's The Flatline with Rick Hughes, heard every Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on AM 1420 The Answer.
6: We call it the Fairy Godmother Moment. That moment when we've fixed your problem, cleaned up to apple pie order and are heading out the door. Why? Because we're not the hero of this story, you are. We're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us, while a your problem away, and leave you to attend the ball. That's the fairy godmother moment. Except we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye. Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once-over, ensuring your emergency water shutoffs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So when you're feeling the glow of Why It Works Fairy Godmother moment and our straight-talk and do-it-right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character. And we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible.
0: Consider it done at WyattWorks.com.
4: When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com.
2: Okay, we're back. You know, um, I thought I'd just review some of the lists that we have available uh, because, uh, I mean, th- this is a collective thinking, uh, from RBC. And I think it's good stuff. So our first is our ADR list. What's an ADR? An ADR is an American depository receipt. It's simply a foreign stock that trades on our exchange. So you don't have to worry about currency as much. All right. So, uh, you know, the ADR list did fairly well the first half of the year. And, uh, you know, I I think if, if you look at things, it's actually, uh, the overall, I mean, if you if we looked at the S and P 500 equal weight index, I think the ADRs outperformed it. So there you go. Then we have our all cap growth list. All cap means that's all capitalizations: large cap, mid cap, small cap. And and then we have our disciplined high quality portfolio, which is another uh, get some good names on there, man, big big time names. Our dividend growth portfolio, which is you know dividends are still about 40% of the return of the S&P 500 over the last 75 years. Our large cap integrated value portfolio. So for you, you know, uh, you know, value tends to be, uh, you know, it's either value or growth, they go together. So you can put the all cap growth portfolio together with large cap integrated value might be a good idea. And then the prime income list. And then we have our most timely picks, uh, which are, you know, uh, what these guys think are the best ideas. So it, it does give you a, a, a few of the names that uh, you like. And I look, this year, I think what's important is that a lot of stocks have underperformed and they have really good dividends, okay? Uh, and I think the dividend portfolios, uh, you know, would, would be a pretty good idea because, you know, the, um, the, the prime, the prime uh, I, I mean, the prime income list, uh, generated a negative 3.4% return during the first quarter of 2023. Uh, some stocks were down. They, You know, there's they've got uh, some names on there that got beat up a little bit. But overall, usually these stocks are just, you know, uh, they're there for current income, okay? And they're really high-quality names, too, uh, by the way. So it's one of those it, – it's your – you're not capital gains so much, but you're looking for income. And I, I think that's a, a pretty good idea. Uh, some people ask about small cap growth ideas. Um, you know, we, we have a list there too. Uh, these, these are names that are more aggressive. So, you know, you don't want to be going crazy with them or anything like that, but they're, they're much more aggressive. Uh, the all cap growth fund is, uh, you know, that's a little bit of everything. Uh, in, so you're looking at large, small and medium cap growth stocks, uh, probably a pretty good portfolio, you know, to look at uh, if you're an aggressive investor. OK, uh, my favorite is uh, and I'm, this is Tim's opinion, not anybody else's, but the dividend growth portfolio, you know, um, if if you're a young person and you're thinking about retirement somewhere down the re- uh, road and you get involved in dividend growth, um, you know, it it's it's something that is important, I think, simply because of the fact that what it does is, uh, even if they start out with a real small dividend, like 0. 0.4, 0.5%, uh, but if they're raising it every year, okay, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, for companies that are raising their dividend every year. Uh, over a period of time, that 0. 04 or 5%, you know, grows. Uh, from your cost basis. And, and I think that's important. And and these are usually high quality companies, uh, you know, going forward. So um, look, if, um, you know, if we go back to what Lori said, uh, and I think that's important, uh, you know, she's a very smart lady and she talked about increasing her numbers, her forecast for 20, for um, 2023 and 2024. So, she moved them up a couple bucks in 2023, and she moved them up a couple bucks in 2024. You know what that tells you is that, uh, you know, people are starting to think more positively, all right. And I'll just say this: usually, when people are are, you know, when you when you go through a recession type situation like like we did in uh, 2022, uh, you know, I mean, they they clean a lot of stocks' clocks, all right. So, if they're starting to get, you know, more positive, uh, you know, stuff like you know, high quality stocks would be a good place to go. All right, uh, I don't think you have to be the, the first one in or whatever, but high quality stocks to go. You know, right? so literally, what I think we're talking about here is building a, a, a list. Okay, and if you're doing your own work, you do your own work. Uh, I know that. What we can do is we can run these portfolios for you you know if if, if you're so inclined so uh, it's it's uh, very positive now, the other thing we talked about the first part of the show was the cloud and and a lot of the small caps and all cap growth portfolios have some of those names in them, you know so uh, you know we're 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 putting stuff into our portfolios that we talk about and and we we believe in and uh, I think that's really important. Um, So, uh, you know, we talk about the Magnificent Seven, and we have several of those stocks in our all-cap portfolio, growth portfolio, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there we go. Uh, Now, I would suggest that, uh, you know, looking forward, um, dividends will still be as important in the next 70 years as they were in the last 70 years. And since they were 40% of the return in the S&P 500, I think it's important that you think about it, especially since a lot of these stocks, uh, you know, they're part of that S and P 500 that hasn't done that great. You know, that's when you buy great companies when they're down. All right. Warren Buffett's made a, a, a living doing that, uh, a killing, I should say doing that. So, but there's, there are high quality names uh, in that portfolio. And by the way, in, in our disciplined, high quality portfolio, it's the same way and the same with the value portfolio. So, uh we're not talking about crazy ideas here we're talking about good ideas good solid companies that you know are down and the best time you know you buy low you sell high right okay so th- there we go uh it's one of those things where uh so i'll i'll repeat these names and i think they're good names or or they're uh good good products anyway um look we have the adr list There's a lot of dividends there, but remember, with an ADR or a foreign stock, they do take some of the the dividend for taxes, and you have to file for them, okay? Then the all-cap growth, which is not a dividend portfolio. It's just a growth portfolio. Uh, Disciplined high quality. So they're going to be very, uh, you know, if if something goes wrong, they're going to be very quick to hit the road, I think, in that one. And then... The dividend growth portfolio, which is high-quality names where they grow their dividend on a regular or yearly basis, and then the large-cap integrated value. So what we're looking for is good companies that have fallen on you know, a bad time or two and that are starting to show signs of improving. That's a good way to make money, too. I mean, that's kind of Warren Buffett's theory. It's, you know, Dodd and Frank. And then the prime income list, which is just income for those people who are reti- retired. Remember, in a, with a bond or a fixed income device, you pay uh, regular income. On a dividend, you pay a much lower rate. All right, so dividends can be a source of income uh, if you do it the right way. Uh, and then our most timely picks, uh, which you know I I talk about those uh, with my clients pretty regularly. Uh, so, you know, we're looking for ideas that have pulled back that our, our people think are a good idea at this point. So those are all good lists to, to, um, to look at. And uh, I think going forward, what I would probably, uh, be thinking about is, you know, Hey, how do I incorporate those into my portfolio along with, uh, you know, a couple of good quality money managers, that type of thing. So, uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it to go. Um, anyway, I, I uh, somebody asked me about uh, dinner of AI uh, via email, and I'll just say this: there's there's several ETS out there that are capable of of doing some of the things you want to do, but uh, we do have several really good analysts here who have done a great job. Um, you know, they did phenomenal job. Uh, back in, in 2020, uh when the pandemic hit, they talked about the digital age and how the pandemic would send us forward by about five or six years, okay, maybe 10 into the digital age. And they were, I think, pretty much right, okay, because if the cloud is growing at this pace, it, it could be very, very positive over the next, you know, five, six years still. So, that you know, cloud computing, which we talked about in 2004 on this show, is still going strong, and we're talking about between now and 2028, going from 599 billion if we finish there at the end of this year to a trillion. Those are pretty good numbers, folks. You know, I don't know what that return is, but I think it's 13, 14 percent in revenue growth. So uh, it's very important that you're with the leaders. All right, uh with the leaders in that area. So I'll just uh, keep that in keep that in the back of your head and uh we'll go forward. But um anyway, the the these are available, uh so if you go to, you know, our website, uh which you can get through WHK and just hit the contact me or email me uh at my webpage and we can get we can send these out. Um and also, you know, look, I, I Alice said to the Cheshire Cat, which came to a fork in the road, which road should I take? And he said, well, where are you trying to go? She said, I'm not sure. He said, well, either road will take you there. So if you can get sit down for an hour or so and put together a wealth plan, uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. It tells you what the probabilities of success in your retirement plan are. Okay, and then to get organized, the family inventory workbook is important, and uh, you know I, I think it's very, very important that the family inventory workbook uh, is put together that way you know we're uh, I mean it just goes over here here's the list: family members, insurance, financial professional, other professionals, bank, loans and credits. by the way, the bank, it talks about where your safety deposit box is, uh, other financial assets, safe deposit box, home safe, locker. Etc. Etc. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to take a break. This is a Smart Investor Show.
6: Gonna find my baby. Gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been: when it's right, it's right. Why wait?
4: Hi, I'm Kevin Hunt, owner of World Class Outdoor Lighting. We have an incredible opportunity for aspiring entrepreneurs like you. You'll have the freedom to set your own schedule and build your business on your terms. You'll receive comprehensive training and ongoing support, ensuring your success from day one. Become part of a company that shares your passion for outdoor lighting excellence. To learn more, call World Class Outdoor Lighting at 262-613-3235. 262-613-3235.
0: Hugh Hewitt agrees with the Supreme Court. Affirmative action isn't affirmative action. Affirmative action with legal discrimination, and legal discrimination ought not to have been legal ever. No one ought to receive a benefit or have a penalty inflicted upon them on the basis of their race, nationality, ethnicity, or religion. And we're back to go. We're back to the 14th Amendment as it was intended to be when it was passed in the post-Civil War era. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Bob Frantz at 9 on AM 1420.
2: We're back. Hey, listen, just to talk a little bit more about the Family Inventory Workbook, uh, you know, there's other stuff in there like other financial assets, loans and credits, your safe deposit box, your home safe, your locker, real estate holdings, medical history, funeral and will, your spouse or, or partner's funeral and will, your digital assets, which are new, all right, and any notes that you want. Okay? And, and other resources that you have that you can put together. So it's kind of a comp- comprehensive viewpoint. Uh, you know, it, it puts your life together. All right? And it may not sound important to you now, but you know, as you get older, unless you want your kids running around all over trying to find out what's going on, it's a great piece. And it makes it life very easy for someone else going down the line. Okay, So you, know, you put that together with a wealth plan gives you the probability of success, what you can do. And you know what? If you have a wealth plan and I have it on board, we can go to playground and we can sit down and we can say, okay, if we did this, what are the probabilities of success for your retirement plan? Makes a lot of sense. The combination of two is one, two. So. so anyway, what we talked about today I think is important. And and uh, I guess, you know, if, if I can go back and just review a little bit. Um Lori Calvacino raised her numbers. Hmm. That's interesting. So she's a very, you know, she's on TV all the time. And uh, so she's one of the better strategists out there, I think. That's Tim's opinion. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll find out that the institutions think that later on. But so one of the better people I, I, you know, listen to is listening to their numbers. I think that's very, very important. And now we do have, A rebound in consumer sentiment that may be a problem. I I like, as you know, if you listen to the show, I like when everybody's bearish. Okay, I love to invest when everybody's bearish. I love to call my clients and not have them call me back. (laughs) That's when I know them, and you know it's the it's the best time to buy. Okay, Uh, but we are creeping. we, We are getting. You know, people are getting a little bit more bullish. People are getting a little more sanguine about what's going on out there in the world so you know you got to start to think you know where do we go now uh, you know there are some groups that that i like beyond just the, the computer group that are starting to look good i mean thursday and friday there was one group in particular that i've been talking about uh that really stepped up big and it was the major breakouts and, again, that's for my clients to know and for you to find out, all right? But I do think, what if you ha- look, we had a big sell-off on Thursday in the technology area, and they'd gone a long way fast. Uh, so that's why I'm bringing up this cloud update. You know, uh, why not call, call in for the, uh, the all-cap growth portfolio and see if there's any cloud names on there, all right? Because um, the market growth there is significant. It's not going away. This isn't like two thousand, where you had all the, you know, the the internet companies that weren't making money, uh, you know, or the the telecom companies that weren't making money, or better yet, we don't know about this yet, but we don't have any enrons, okay, where they were taking, they were buying the equipment and stuffing it into their locker, uh, you know, and not, you know, using it for uh, whatever. They're just buying it to keep keep the facade going. Okay. So we don't have, we don't, I don't think we have that going here. So most of these companies, you know, the big seven and, and the cloud companies are real. That's the big difference here. So look, if you're, if you're talking about going from 599 million in 2023 to a trillion in 2028, that's only five years, folks. That's a huge growth rate. So this ain't over for, for now. And, and like, uh, Matt Hedberg said, he think, he thinks generational artificial intelligence going forward is in the early stages. You know, I don't know if it's first inning, second inning, or whatever. You know, I think it is, but that who cares what Tim Hayes thinks, right? Uh, the point is, it's as early. So there's a couple of things that we can talk about, okay? And we've talked about this before. We talked about the cloud deployments and how... You know, we're talking about rack space, the data centers. I mean, you know, there was one very popular uh, CEO who talked about them going to double the amount of data centers they're going to be using in four years. If that happens, we go back and we go back to this adoption of liquid cooling technologies. Which I think could be big. Okay, uh, and I, I don't think we can go from eight to ten. Kilowatts to twenty to forty kilowatts without some kind of cooling strategy. The chips that the people out there make run hot. Okay, so it could be a it could be a big opportunity if we do this right. And I think that the people uh, are concentrating on some things, you know, which is good. We talked about dividends. I think it's a great time, you know, dividends uh, when yields are up. That's when dividends, you know, are usually dividend stocks are down, which means their yields are up. You buy yield when it's up, right? Okay. So uh, semiconductors in the cloud, there's some opportunities in the semiconductor area that could be big in the cloud area. We know the names. So I'm not going to provide them on the show. As you know, I'm, I'm not able to do that. And But I think there could be some opportunities in, in large and they're large scale opportunities. So it could be in semiconductors, but there's certain ones. There's other ones that aren't. Uh, I may have to make some moves personally and and for my clients coming up here. Uh, number two, we talked about the data centers and the cooling aspect. That's going to be big. I'm, I mean, if you're going from, you know, you're, you're literally talking about companies going from, I, I mean, you're doubling to quadrupling. The number of kilowatts per hour per rack, the cooling has to increase drastically. Okay. So, doesn't the number of servers, semiconductors, and all the rest of the stuff out there. So, it's something to pay attention to. Okay. So, there we go. Now, look, I'm just going to take, do this briefly. I, I talked about the number of things we have available to all y- y'all out there. And I think it's important that you understand that the lists are. We have our ADR list. So if you're looking at foreign stocks, most of these are high-quality names internationally, and it's run by a guy named Robinson who's been around the block a couple times. He's a smart man. Our all-cap growth, for those guys who are looking to buy high and sell higher, uh, disciplined high quality. And when I say disciplined, they're they're not going to be, you know, they're not messing around, okay? But they're buying high quality. Dividend growth. Pushing your money into dividend growth portfolios when you're 40, just think what your port, your your dividend yield will be when you're 60. <laughs> it, it could be big. And then large cap integrated value. That's a that's a new one along with a disciplined high quality. So those are interesting new scenarios. And then our prime income list. Now there's two on that list that I'm not real fond of, but uh, we'll see. These guys are smarter than I am. And then our most timely picks. So they are all lists that are available to you, and we'll just leave it at that. In the meantime it's a be- it looks like it's going to be a beautiful week weekend I'm going to blossom tonight uh, and listen to the orchestra and-, and I hope you have a great weekend. This is a smart investor show. my name is Tim Hayes and don't forget to buy low and sell high.) <music>
1: Please join us again next Saturday for the Smart Investor Hour to hear more smart investing from Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Three-star general
0: Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.